five, four, three, two. Hello, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, live from the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine Day 2. And while the players don't take the field until manana, uh, we got a bunch of news, yeah. really in the worst possible way, <laughs> to start our, what is this, Wednesday now? Yes. And uh, it has to do with consensus top pick Jalen Carter out of the University of Georgia, two-time national champion, uh, perennial ass kicker. Um, unfortunately, didn't meet with the media today, right. and that's far from the most unfortunate aspect well, of it. we woke up today excited about hearing from Will Anderson, hearing from Tyree Wilson, who's yeah. a prospect on the rise, and then hearing from Jalen Carter, and yeah. we heard from one of those guys. One, because of our own fault, we couldn't get out of bed into the 8 o'clock availability for what? Tyree Wilson. Real quick, NFL, what, what is that? <laughs> I, can't, I can't comprehend yeah. you putting that guy Let's at 8 a.m. Let's put a top 10 prospect on the podium 8 o'clock after all of Indy tore it up last we night. We apologize to our general manager, Saul Bookman, that we were not no there. No apologies. He knows, okay. he, knows the, he knows the score here. <laughs> uh, and then Will Anderson, we were fortunate enough to see him. A very uh, obviously impressive prospect that we, yep. knew, we knew that, right? And, yep. and then just to kind of hear his answers and the way that he's preparing for this draft, it, it gets you excited about the idea of him potentially being there at three if it goes quarterback, quarterback. Uh, but would the Arizona Cardinals take him? But let's get into this conversation about Jalen Carter because it, it was kind of, it took over this entire uh, facility, the Indianapolis Convention Center, and of course, social media. Jalen Carter uh, involved in that horrible tragedy that happened yeah. last month, or in January, I'm sorry, that took the life of one of his teammates at Georgia and a staffer uh, at UGA. Um, and Jalen Carter, I guess his story has changed a couple times, but at the end of this, Jalen Carter had a, a warrant out for his arrest. Mm. And after that news broke, you know, we're standing there minutes from when he's supposed to meet with the media at 1030 out here and uh, not shocked anybody, didn't talk to anybody. What does this do as far as Carter, obviously the top defensive tackle in this draft, maybe the top non-quarterback yeah. in this draft? What does this do for the Cardinals who just came off of a season of dysfunction on and off the field? You took the words out of my mouth. Jalen Carter... 24 hours ago, for the people that did not know of this occurrence, and there were there were not many that did, was the top consensus player in, in the NFL draft. Not the favorite maybe to go first overall, because we still assume it's going to be a quarterback trading out with Chicago. But the first non-quarterback taken was going to be Jalen Carter. And he had leapfrogged Will Anderson. You know, we're going to talk about Tyree Wilson here in a little bit. But the fact that now his status... I think as a top five pick is gone. That means the Arizona Cardinals have to look elsewhere. They, they, I, in my opinion, and I don't know, I don't have the source or anything. They can't draft Jalen Carter. You can't have the first overall pick for the Arizona Cardinals, whether they trade down, whether they stick and pick at three, be a guy coming off whatever this is. And I get it. We got to have all the facts. Give him an opportunity to speak when he's ready to speak. But, like, this isn't speculation. Like, a warrant's out for his arrest. Like, this happened. Yeah, that's a fact. He's he's involved in this. Mm -hmm. And the Cardinals need to not be involved with Jalen Carter. Especially, you, this franchise had this kind of thing, not to this extreme, but issues with the law multiple times over the course of 2022. Sean Coogler, allegedly, mm -hmm. right, in Mexico City. 
Hollywood Brown had an extreme speeding ticket yep. that, that he spent some time in jail for. And then you talk about now Jalen Carter. We'll get, he's going to be arrested for this, right? Like if you, if he's going to turn, yeah, he's going to turn, turn himself. In. I would, I would guess he turns himself in and doesn't. They don't. It doesn't turn into a manhunt for right. one of the top prospects. Uh, it, it's. I, I agree with you. I mean, and, and you might look at it and you look at the charge and, and you look at the evidence in the case and you say, well, you know, relative, you know, relative to other crimes and all that. But I don't think the Arizona Cardinals have the ability. Not you can't play that game. You can't. No, no. no you you don't even get into that arena. Yeah. I, I think that it just becomes easily scratch him off the list. Uh, it's just, Which is terrible. It is. It's terrible that this happened. Right. And I, I think that the here's the unfortunate thing. Outside of the the true tragedy of all this, right? Yeah. Outside of the crime and, and obviously the, the the lives losses, you know, Jalen Carter's fortunately going to be able to move on from this, right? And he's going to probably play in this league and play significant downs in the NFL, and he's going to make he's going to be an impact maker, right? Yeah. I think what we saw at, on display at Georgia showed that he's an ass kicker, but um, you know, I think that the Cardinals would be smart and just taking themselves out of that conversation now. If if he slides and, and just just plummets down draft boards, and he turns into somebody that you know you want to gamble on in the later rounds, I, I know that's not likely to happen. But um, you know, does he does he get back on there? But I think third overall, the optics of that, uh, as far as what you want to establish, as far as showing capacity and character. That doesn't fit the the ladder of that. It doesn't fit the character part. This is not just a first-round pick. This is the first pick of this new era of Arizona Cardinal football with new people, new people that came externally to try to change the culture. You cannot then turn around and take a guy for a worn out and hit with, with his arrest from this incident. By the way, uh, we've got a comment here. People died, and he left the scene. Not good if true. Like, uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's the perfect way to describe it. It's like... He was there. He supposedly was wavering with the answers he gave to police. Right. Um, to try to cover up his involvement, if at all. And then he was speeding. He had another speeding arrest or yeah. a, spe- um, a ticket back in the fall of last year. Yeah, I that mean, was they- according to Pro Football Talk. Yeah. I think they'd mentioned that he was going uh, significantly over the speed limit so that, in the 45 zone. So he's got a pattern. Yeah. This is this is not what you want. And it's not what John Gannon wants. And it's not what Monty Ossenfort wants. I w- the, he's, off, he's off the board. We, I mean, we're not officially stating that from the Cardinals, but we're giving you our opinion. The Cardinals can't j- draft Jalen Carter today. It's a different story than it was 24 hours ago when I think he had moved past for you and I, like Will Anderson and, and Tyree Wilson. Like if Jalen Carter's there at three, you got to take Jalen Carter. Right. That's not the case anymore. Yeah, as, as far as where the depth is in this draft at that position or the perceived depth of that, uh, the tackle to your point, you yeah. know, that it just made sense. And then you saw the depth at, at edge for where you could, it goes about nine, ten players deep. Yeah. It, it just made sense, right? To, to maybe take Carter with the third overall pick and maybe the first non-quarterback off the board but now I just think that that he he with with you know his actions or his alleged actions between you know the tragedy and now I think he he's taken himself uh, you know not only just off the Cardinals board but I hope off of a couple other teams boards too yeah I I, I still think at the end of the day he's going to be a first round pick sure I, I think in the second half of the first round you're at teams that you can take a gamble on like Robert Kendici didn't do what 
allegedly this is going on with Jalen Carter. Yeah. But he had incidents. People were comparing Robert Kendici and Jalen Carter while we were waiting for Jalen Carter's no-show at the podium. Like that, that was a conversation that I heard right behind me. And where did Robert Kendici go? We went uh, damn near you know, three picks before the end of the first round with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so I think that that's probably what ends up happening. But the Cardinals, again, they're in a different position than those teams trying to get maybe a Super Bowl piece to push them over the top. The Cardinals mm-hmm. are trying to kickstart this rebuild, and they want to be able to prop up this first-round pick, whomever it is, wherever they take him, um, as kind of the beacon of this is who we want to be moving forward. This is an this is what Arizona Cardinals look like now, and there are no egos. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're going to need then to, to dig a little deeper and find out who that is. Is it Will Anderson? Is it Tyree Wilson now? Will Anderson spoke to the media earlier today. We were there. He had some great comments talking about, I'm humble, I'm hungry, I work hard, I can play in any scheme. Mm-hmm. You you see this news about Jalen Carter, and then you watch clips of Will Anderson that we have at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Go check it out. It's night and day. I mean, he, he may not be the pick. He may be the pick. We don't know. But he's everything I think you want as a person. For this franchise, absolutely, and you you look at his paths in the NFL. I mean, he did every he's done everything right. I mean, from from being a college prospect to going to Bama and starring at Bama and getting the work done there, and, and be, turning himself into what everybody projected him to to be. Because that's not always easy. I mean, we always see these five star uh, athletes come out of high school, and you're like, okay, you know, what what's what is he going to pan out? Yeah. And he became a stud. He became one of the best edge rushers, you know, Nick Saban has ever had. And he's put himself in a position, and, he, and he's complete. You can tell he's focused on becoming, you know, the top non-quarterback off the board. Probably wants to be the number one overall pick, uh, and he's not going to let anything interfere with that. Yeah. Where I think that there are prospects that that let they get in their own way uh, by, you know, just c- kind of taking themselves off the field yeah. with all these off, you know, these these issues. It's, it's it's unfortunate, but you have to appreciate the guys that are doing the doing things right. And, uh, you know, I think Will Anderson could absolutely be a benefactor being that guy at three for the Arizona Cardinals. But, yeah, I mean, from what we're hearing here in Indy, that's not necessarily a slam dunk. No. Uh, So, you know, buckle up in more (laughs) ways than one. Uh, There's um, some momentum here, to be frank, that that Tyree Wilson, the defensive end, I mean, freak prospect out of Texas Tech. The numbers, I would say, pale in comparison to (laughs) Will Anderson on the field. But the numbers off the field and his measurables are insane. He was just, I think, measured in at, at a little over 6'6". His wingspan's incredible. There is real momentum for Tyree Wilson to be the first non-quarterback taken. That is what we're hearing here in Indianapolis from multiple people. I think it goes, Bo, as your point off air, the Daniel Jeremiah mock of a week ago that yep. we were openly mocking. <laughs> I mean, like, how dare we? How dare we, right? Uh, I, I still think Chicago trades out. I think they, but if they go from one to two with Houston, and then can't trade again. Yeah. I think Tyree Wilson is a very strong possibility for Chicago Bears. I also think the Arizona Cardinals' preference now more than ever is to trade down. <laughs> Our guy Lawrence from CHGO, he's not a fan of it. I don't. You can't take that kid from Texas Tech. Uh, you can't, and you will. What are we talking about? Take the kid from Bama. I, I know it, it seems Come like on. that. That it seems like that's the can't miss. He's the can't miss prospect. 
Uh, we're going to get more incredible insight about these prospects, more info on a guy like Tyree Wilson, who's relatively unknown to, you know, obviously the Jalen Carters, the Will Andersons, and of course the quarterbacks of this class. But let's bring on our guy Trevor Sigma from Pro Football Focus, draft analyst, one of the best in the biz. Brings the energy for two guys that are playing hurt today and Johnny Venerable and myself. <laughs> it's, great to, it's great to get a guy like Trev on today to talk draft. You know, we're, we're trying to inform our fan base, our listeners, about Tyree Wilson. I need to be informed, too. This is, okay. I, 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 I'm not happy about it, but let's talk about it. I'm happy for him. I want him to succeed. But I look at seven sacks in the Big 12, and I'm like, how can he be the first non-quarterback taken? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of people have talked about what you like about Tyree Wilson, right? Unique size. He just has a unique approach that he brings to things. He's a player who can play inside and out right at his podium not too long ago. He talked about J.J. Watt as a player that you guys obviously know very well yeah. and uh, somebody that he tries to emulate because of his inside-out versatility, how unique J.J. Watt was with his size and his strength and everything like that. But there's no doubt about it that he has not put it all together, if mm -hmm. you will. He was never a double-digit sack guy. Now, back-to-back double-digit tackle for losses, okay? That it means that he, I think he's going in the right direction. He is getting in the backfield. He is understanding disruption and all that good stuff. But, you know, when I watch his tape, I feel like there is still a lot of meat on the bone. Now, you can look at that one of two ways. You can either say, like, okay, well, he didn't exactly have the production that maybe his athletic potential... I guess, like, could have yielded. But yeah. it also, you could look at it in a different way and say, like, look how much better he could still be. Right. So that's kind of just where he is. It's it, it's it's almost like a glass half full, glass half empty look with Tyree Wilson where you are clearly going to get a lot of teams in the NFL because we've heard a lot of buzz about this talking about him being potentially the first defender off the board. Yeah. I don't think that should be the case. I think it should for sure be Will Anderson. Yeah, correct. Regardless of what's going on right now with Jalen Carter, it should definitely be Will Anderson, in my opinion. But that's not to say that this guy isn't supremely talented. He can't help out a defensive line in a lot of ways. And for the Cardinals specifically, like that yeah. is a team that you're looking to fill multiple holes in the defensive line. And mm -hmm. as you build that out, getting a player who gives you the ability to play anywhere from a three-technique defensive tackle all the way out to like a wide nine yeah. or a seven technique player yeah. like that is valuable to them as they're kind of rebuilding that defense can you block. look at gannon's defense from last season now it's nick rollis is going to be calling the plays on the defense for the, for the cardinals but can can you somebody watch turn on the tape and say hey this is kind of the role that you could envision tyree wilson playing i'm trying to think you know there's just again going back to how uniquely built tyree wilson is there's not really a player that i would have seen in, in in that exact defense last year, but I will say this. Something Can I throw you under the bus in, in the name that you no. brought up before the show? What? Clayus Campbell. Yeah, I think, but I think Clayus went early second round, mm -hmm. and he underwhelmed a little bit at Miami in terms of statistics, and I think that's why he fell. Mm -hmm. But And then that first year, it was a developmental year working behind Darnold Dockett and company. But I think if if you could sell us the fact that that that's his pro comp, would you say that's a good pro comp? I think Calais is is a lot bigger though. Like I felt yeah, like he was he, he was yeah. more of and not not even just the the height, the weight specifically. Like yeah. I I just think he is a bigger player and yeah. Calais is more of an interior player than he is an edge defender. Yeah. I think Tyree Wilson is more of an edge defender than he is an interior player. Right. Yeah. I think at his podium too, somebody asked him like, oh, what position would you like to play? And he's like, I I, I think I am an edge rusher. He's like, if you want to kick me inside, obviously. I have the ability to do that. I yeah. can do that. But he's like, I, I want to be an edge rusher. That's the position that I have there. But yeah. I, I'll just say this going off of kind of Gannon's defenses. I do feel like he put a lot of his guys in the best position to succeed. And mm -hmm. so even though there's not like a one-in-one, -one, like, oh, I saw this th similar thing out of this player. Mm -hmm. 
you look at the success that like a, a guy like Hassan Reddick obviously had right. last year, and you look at some of the other players, that even like a, a, a Fletcher Cox, like getting up there in age, you put them in the right situations, and that gives you faith that he could do that with other players yeah. as well that might be in different shapes and sizes. I just so. think it puts... Don't tell Gardner Johnson that, though. He didn't put anybody in a no. good position. Okay. <laughs> Threw shade at his... Not just shade, he just kind of went after his former coach, quote-tweeting earlier today. I can't but. say anything bad about CJ because he's a former Florida Gator. Like okay. Uh, so, gotcha. it's Gator great, you know, yeah, so right. I got, you know, I, you know, I got to give <laughs> CJ, he's like, hey, he's just expressing his opinion, that's what he's doing. Um, so, I, I think the, the toughest part for us to grasp is you start off this new regime and you take a kid that maybe, and we're just assuming that they're yeah. going to take Tyree. Sure. But you take a kid with limited production with the measurables over somebody who is the quintessential top defender mm-hmm. along with Jalen Carter in college football and Will Anderson. Yeah. And and I, I just don't know if it's a, a good decision, even if Will Anderson underperforms. I don't know if you can make that gamble at three if you're the Arizona Cardinals. I wouldn't be doing it. I yeah. really wouldn't, especially for where I personally think the Cardinals are right now. Like, I, I think they are a team that really needs to get better in both trenches. Like, oh, I mean, no you know, doubt. No for doubt. as much as you can appoint to some of the other maybe skill position players, smaller guys that they like, that they may have drafted, that they might keep around or bring in, you guys know how it goes. You can't win unless you win in the trenches. And yeah. I, I don't think the Cardinals are close right now. So, therefore, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily getting the player that I think is just immediately going to help you out right away. You're getting a culture builder, a guy that you love on and off the field, that kinds of stuff. And look, I I read a lot of the recap of Monty Osenfort's um, initial presser when he got hired on his GM. And the more that he talked about his team building and the kind of player that they're looking for, you know, he mentioned Buda Baker specifically, Mm -hmm. and he talked about him a lot. The more he talked beyond the cliches that every coach and GM kind of gives, I was like, Will Anderson. He's, it has li- to be. he's literally spelling he's out the yes. name yeah. Will Anderson right. without saying it. And right. so it would, I, I know a lot of people are giving some hype to Tyree Wilson. And again, it's because he is such a unique player. That's why Trayvon Walker went number one overall last year. Right. I wouldn't have picked Trayvon How'd Walker that work out? number one overall. And, um, and like, look, he is it's early. what we thought he was going to be. <laughs> right. An athletic guy who still had a long That's way to go to comparison. understand how to make the most of his yeah. unique ability. Because they had the guy who went to Detroit yep. that was supposed to be the better player and, and who, was better last year. Who was better last year, yeah. yeah. And the, look, the NFL draft, I want to say this as well. A lot of people don't look at the draft the way that they need to where, yes, you want to see production. Yes, you want to see guys playing well at a college and all of that. But who you are drafting on draft night is not the player that they're always going to be. Sure. And that is the mystery, the intrigue, and honestly the excitement of what a lot of these GMs and coaches uh, have that runs through. So that's why we're even talking about Tyree Wilson potentially over a guy that should have been a Heisman Trophy finalist right. two years ago in Will Anderson. but. I, all of that to say, I, I still think that at the end of the day, it's going to be Will Anderson. Now, when you look at the Arizona Cardinals, in a great position. Obviously, the Bears kind of hold they're the linchpin at the top of this draft. Yeah. And what happens with them can kind of dictate you know, what the Cardinals do at three. But do you think with them having so many roster flaws that they, they should maybe just trade down, get a haul of picks? I think so. Yeah. I think you well, you got to seriously consider it, right? Yeah. Because especially if the price is for a quarterback, we've seen that in the past that when it comes to teams trading up, when they know they're trading up for a non-quarterback, the price is just simply different than it is for a quarterback. And yeah. if if the hype for this quarterback class is as real as we might think that it is where, you know, you got Bryce Young, 
depending on how people feel about his size, going to be a top three pick. You have C.J. Stroud, you have Will Levis, you have Anthony Richardson. If you are the Cardinals sitting there at three, let's just say in a world Bryce Young goes to some team at number one overall. Yeah. Let's say C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson, whoever it's going to be, goes to the Texans at two. Those are two quarterbacks off the board, and you still got a lot of team quarterback-needy teams behind them. Yeah. The Raiders are sitting there at seven. The Panthers are sitting there at nine. The Titans are sitting there at 11, right? And that's not even to talk about some of the teams that might be a little bit further back. All of those teams are going to be interested in moving up for a quarterback. You've got to pick up the phone, and you've got to talk to them about potentially moving back to those spots. Is this a deep enough draft, in your opinion, to say, okay, we want to own day two and have five to six you know, second and third round picks combined, or are you kind of diluting, like, yeah, it'd be great to get all these picks, but we'd rather have Will Anderson. Is this the year to trade down? Um, I would say that if you're trading down, you're probably looking to at least split your haul between this year and next year. Yeah. Sure. I think that you're probably looking to kick it down the road a little bit because, yeah, I mean, to be honest, depending on how you talk to, some people think that the you know, top-tier players, if you will, is a list of... 10 guys, some guys think it's limited to three, right? And so I'm one of those players, or I'm one of those draft analysts where I think that there's a lot of solid players in this draft. There's not a lot of great difference makers. Mm. And so if you do want that player, if the Cardinals feel like they're at that spot, you stay at three and you take Will Anderson. But if you think you are a couple years away, then yeah, I mean, maybe moving down to seven, nine, and still getting a really good football player, maybe a great one just not a sure thing as Anderson, maybe that is the right thing to do. Yeah, it's interesting. I think Michael Bidwell, Cardinals owner, actually told Dave Pash on his podcast, like, we're actually gearing up with our new scouting department, our new GM, new front office for 2024's draft. So it it was a really interesting comment, but it kind of backs up what you're saying. Uh, With the news about Jalen Carter, we kind of went over it because we were talking Tyree Wilson. He's, you don't think he's any at play in the top? What, what happens with Jalen Carter from here? Do Truly you, have no idea. It's tough, Because huh? I, I, I don't know what the legal ramifications are going to be. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's going to happen on that on that regard. Um, you know, everybody talked about the Todd McShay report when he talked about character issues. I don't, I don't know if this is something that uh, teams are going to stack onto him. I just, I just don't know what, the like I said, the legal ramifications are going to be and then how teams are going to take this. I'm sure it's going to be different around the league no matter what, but it's... There's no telling where Jalen Carter is going to go in this draft now. Is he the best non-quarterback in this draft in terms of on-the-field production? Tape-wise? Yeah. yeah he's my, he, he would be my player one tape-wise, yeah, yeah. If, if the draft were starting right now. It's wild. It's absolutely <laughs> it is. wild. Somebody, I, I was talking to somebody at the at, around the PFF table not, uh, not too long ago, and they are like, this is uh, Laramie Tunsil gas yeah. mask thing again. Yeah. It, and obviously the timing is different of it, but the video came out, and all of a sudden right. people were like, I, what do we do with what this? happens yeah. to this guy? Because he was by far offensive tackle one in this draft. Yeah. A lot of people had him potentially number one overall in that draft. Yeah. But he he's a projected top three pick, falls all the way outside of the top ten. So I don't I don't know if that's going to happen with Jalen Carter because there's so much that we have to sort out. But that's kind of the whirlwind that we're on right now. Real quick, I want to get your take on the Cardinals draft class from a year ago. They traded their first round pick for Hollywood Brown, but they did get Trey McBride mm-hmm. in the second round. What do you think of the second year tight end? Can he be an eventual? 
Pro Bowl caliber player, or is he just going to be a solid guy? I mean, he he's I think he's a solid guy now. Yeah, and, too. and so I think that he's always going to be that. And that when I looked at him in his scouting report last year, I felt like he was tight end one in that class just because you already knew what you were going to get out of this right. guy. And like like you were saying, he's solid now. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, I think there is a, certainly a ceiling for him. We're seeing tight ends being emphasized around the league in a lot of different ways. Um, Dawson Knox obviously got a great contract extension with what he's able to do and how he's emphasized. So, you know, a lot of people when they talk about tight ends, it's like, oh, you know, it's got to be like a Travis Kelsey type or, or, or bust. And it just doesn't have to be that way. We're right. seeing tight ends being used in so many different ways. So pro bowler, I, I don't know if he's going to be a pro bowler or an all pro guy, but no, no doubt about it, somebody that can be dependable in your offense, which is important no matter what. Yeah, we'll see We'll see what Drew Petzing brings from Cleveland. It seemed like that was an offense that utilized the tight end pretty well. Yeah. So uh, hopefully there's something from that. The previous draft, it looks like uh, your, your Gator guy, Mark, Marco Wilson, is CB1 right now just by default. But we liked <laughs> what we saw from Marco in his second season. What did you like? Marco has uh, always been really talented. Yeah. You know, him and his brother Quincy, I thought mm-hmm. were really great when they were at Florida. And I felt like Marco was even a little bit more athletic than Quincy was. And so for him, it was just a matter of kind of putting all those things together. I'd, I'd never doubted that um, Marco had the ability to play well at the NFL level. Yeah. Um, you know, I just as long as he's not throwing shoes, of course, then then that's something. <laughs> that's that, why the Cardinals got him where they did, right? I, maybe yeah. it is. I don't know. I'm still trying to process it, the trauma of it as a Gators <laughs> fan watching that football game because they ended up losing because of that. But no, I mean he's he's got really great skill level. You know, I I didn't know if he was going to be a CB one in the NFL, but yeah. again, like if they bring somebody, if they bring Byron back, or if they if they sign somebody, if they draft somebody, whatever, like, you've got to, at the NFL level, be at least three good corners deep. Yeah. Like, yeah. we do not live in the world anymore where, oh, okay, like, if, Cardinals example, Patrick Peterson, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, we got Patrick Peterson, we're good. Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. The world is seven on seven in high school football and recruiting. There's just too many good wide receivers that are coming up through college football uh, that get drafted to the NFL, and way too many teams are living in 11 personnel. Yeah. They're living in four wide receiver bases, all that kinds of stuff. So you got to have multiple good corners. And Marco, whether you call him CB1, CB2, CB3, whatever it is, he's a good one to have. And yeah. so they've got a good one, I think. What do you make of this running back class? It, it feels like... It's one of the deeper position groups, but the sweet spot outside of, you know, the kid from Texas who's unbelievable, B. John Robinson. It's like, okay, can you justify one of these other backs, like the kid from Alabama who I'm I'm pretty high on, like between like 25 and like 45, or or, or you look in Arizona, it's like, yeah, that's a little too rich. No, so a quick note on B. John Robinson. I was at Will Anderson's podium not too long ago, and somebody asked him a typical question where you go, hey, who's the toughest guy that you face? And often when you ask pass rushers who the toughest guy they faced is, they'll talk about an offensive line and they went up against whatever. He thought about it for a second. He's like, Bijan Robinson wow. from Texas. And for him to say Bijan Robinson yeah. in that situation yeah. means that he truly stood out to Will Anderson mm-hmm. in, in, in that standpoint. So that just talks about how phenomenal Bijan is. But I think it's a really good running back class. Yeah, I do too. We see this a lot. It, it, there's just a lot of really good backs, a lot of really deep backs. And so, you know, that goes into the argument, do you pick one in the first round? Do you pick one in the premium pick? But I think the sweet spot for running backs are always going to be second to third round, right? Depending on how much you want them, depending on how much you like their skill set. I think Jameer Gibbs is fantastic. I like Tank Bigsby as well from Auburn. I think that he's going under the radar. A lot of people love Devon A. Chain with his speed from Texas A&M. Like, there's just so many different guys. Tajay Spears was phenomenal at at the Senior Bowl as well. I think he's definitely on the up. There's just plenty of guys to like in this in this running back class where it's like, okay, if we want a power guy, we can pick this kind of a player. If we mm-hmm. want a speed guy, this is where we're going to be able to yep. get him. So that's, uh, that's kind of how I view it there. 
Unbelievable insight from Trevor Sikama. You've got to follow him on Twitter, at Tampa Bay Trey, for all his uh, pre-draft coverage up to the draft. Man, always great to catch up with you. Yeah, appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you soon, man. Appreciate it. Awesome stuff from Trevor Sikama. You know, I would love to see him get a running back. Finally invest in the draft. I I know they took in the sixth round, you know, Keontae Ingram at a USC last year. And just it's not enough burst that you want to see from that position to compliment a guy like James Conner. We talked about it off air yesterday. Nothing really invigorates a fan base outside of a quarterback is when you get an electric running back, especially at the, like the early portion of a rebuild, that people want to come pay to see. And you can find those sweet spots, second and third rounders, that can become premier playmakers like a you know a Nick Chubb, a Kareem Hunt, uh, a De- uh, what's his name out of Tennessee, the. Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry, yeah. of course, went in the second round. You know, I, I do think the Cardinals are going to play in that sandbox if one's available that they like. Whereas if they have multiple picks, and we talked about, you know, DeAndre Hopkins trade potentially netting them a second plus. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's enticing for them. You've got James Conner making $10 million probably the last year. He's with the team, right? Keontae Ingram wasn't drafted by this mm-hmm. regime. Uh, I would be excited to see one of these backs I, land in Arizona. I think it would be tough, though, if, if you didn't get yourself a – another pick, net another pick from DeAndre Hopkins or whatever assets you feel like you have, and then you went, you know, Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson, and then you take a running back with your next yeah. pick. That'd be a tough start, 30, I think, to this fan base. It seems a bit early. It's like you, you still need to eat your vegetables a little bit for this with this roster. You do. 34 is a little rich, but trade down, get some more picks. We're breaking news here at the Combine in more ways than one. We've got a brand new partner. Oh, let's go. I want to tell you about. Yeah. We're so fired up to welcome Circle K to the PHNX family. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's a household name. Yep. Everybody knows Circle <clears throat> K. When they approached us, we couldn't have been more excited about the partnership, Bo. We were talking to P2, uh, Patrick Peterson yep. on Radio Row about Circle K. We were talking to Rondell Moore about it. And it was something like, <clears throat> yeah, we can talk about Circle K because I do it. I go there every day of my life, it yes. feels like. You're yeah. going and you're getting the coffee. It's great coffee. You got all the convenience that you need from a convenience store. Circle yeah. K just goes absolutely nuts. I love it. I love that we're partnering with them. I mean, it's, it's just another uh, great partner to add to our long list of great partners. Yes, PHNX Sports is synonymous now with Valley Sports, All City, of course, <laughs> and Circle K's synonymous with convenience stores. Like, that's our bar, and we feel like we're so excited with the partnership. Circle K is giving away a $500 gas card to one of our Arizona listeners. Just text, this is all you got to do, text PHNX to 31310 to enter. That's PHNX, of course, to text it to 31310. Help support us by supporting our new partner. And again, we don't just throw this stuff out there. We partner with people, with with companies, with partners that we truly believe in, that we use on a regular basis. And uh, welcome Circle K to the PHNX family. Polar pops for everybody. Yes. Can't go wrong with a legit polar pop. You got the coffee, right now, coffee the in the morning. Yeah, we, we, we definitely need a, <laughs> a rally polar pop yes. in our life right now. Uh, can't go wrong. Gas, food, snacks, drinks. Circle K's got everything for everybody. It's a staple, just like what? Valley is a staple with Four Peaks. <laughs> That's right. You can get some Four Peaks beer at your local Circle K. I know that for a fact. Wow. Uh, you can also go to H Street in Tempe. Enjoy yourself some great Four Peaks beer. I know, like, we're playing hurt today. I said that already. Uh, I could still go for Four Peaks. I really could. Yeah. I could get a, fr- a fresh, cold one. Maybe a little hair of the dog. You're a wild man. Huh? You're a wild man. I am a wild man. I know. I'm, I, might be, I might be on the wrong side of 30, but I, I am still, I still got it. 
you well <laughs> look, you're here today <laughs> I, I am here i am present i i get the attendance award today yeah i also uh but four peaks they, they deserve all the awards right they deserve you know best beer best wheat for sure number yeah. one wheat in arizona the wow wheat you got kilt lifter you got if you're an ipa person you got yourself hazy you got raj you've got anything you want hop knot i mean it's still it's a long list it's unbelievable and yeah. they've got all the it's it's synonymous with catching a great game go watch kd Debut as a Phoenix Sun today. Phenomenal. Get a cold one, drinking Four Peaks, eating their great food, their appetizers, their entrees, the desserts, and then uh, have yourself another cold one on top of that from Four Peaks. Fantastic. They're unbelievable. Check them out online, fourpeaks.com. Follow them on your socials. Also, they're going to be involved in the McDowell Mountain Music Festival, the Ooh. M3F Festival, yeah. March 3rd and 4th. Grab your tickets, m3ffest.com. Enjoy yourself that wow wheat. And uh, while you're at the McDowell Music Festival, uh, get some great music, and you got to be 21 years or older to do so. Enjoy that responsibly, like Johnny, myself, producer Shane did last night. We were very, very responsible. I was just about to say, we're very responsible. Yeah. We're here being responsible. People are shaking their heads. 2023 NFL no. uh, Combine. <laughs> Uh, no, we're here. We're doing we're doing our thing. We're excited. The early show time may have backfired on yes, us in more time. ways than one, but that doesn't mean we're not cranking out bangers here. We had an opportunity to chat with Benjamin Albright yesterday, <laughs> and one of those bangers that we got from our time with Benjamin, DeAndre Hopkins, feels like his time with the Arizona Cardinals is just about over, and uh, old Benjamin was definitive when he told us that, yeah, I, th I think the team that he's going to get traded to is the Kansas City Chiefs, and so we've all had about 24 hours to process that, and while, you know, pick 31, in your opinion, is probably not out of reach completely, right. it does feel like the package of picks or pick is going to come from day two with Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I think it's it's the same thing that we were talking about with the Peyton thing. Now, the, the, the Broncos did kind of buckle and, and give them what they wanted, a yeah. first-round pick for Sean Payton. Uh, but the Arizona Cardinals can ask, and, and then you can kind of look at what the market's going to do as far as the wide receivers. Uh, but if they if they end up getting out of there with a second round pick and maybe another pick, yeah. it's a it's a good it's a decent haul for a guy that's going to go into his age thirty one season, uh, coming off a knee injury, coming off a suspension, uh, and then staring down a rebuild. I think that it look it's it's it would be a, a smart football business move for this for this new regime. Yeah, they just they won a lot of lottery tickets and they have no connection with this prior roster. I think that's the the the, the biggest thing that we can emphasize after talking with Monty Austin Ford and Jonathan Gannon yesterday and Austin Ford continually repeating the word like um not budget, but it's like we have to keep it in the cap constraints mm -hmm. of what we're dealing with. And you would love to go out and sign everybody, but that's not the reality. And so you look at the Cardinals, and we love Byron Murphy. We love Zach Allen. They mm -hmm. were drafted by Steve Keim. You know, Adrian Wilson just left the organization for Carolina. Supporters of these guys on this 53-man roster are, I don't want to say few and far between, but they're getting less and less every day, whereas you've got people who completely do things differently in Austin Ford and company and Dave Sears, so much so, as you mentioned, like the Cardinals are changing the way they scout players beginning this fall, which means like some of these players may fit what they want to do, of course, the Buda Bakers of the world, but some of them don't, and the Cardinals aren't going to overpay for players they feel like aren't a part of their future. They're not going to sign guys just to sign guys. So the more we think about all this and the Jalen Carter factor, you know, factors into this I want to say like the acquisition of picks for this year and next year you got to think that's a priority for them they want they want lottery tickets yeah and they and they want to cash right yeah I mean it's it's we're not talking like mega millions I mean it's something like more kind of scratcher right, right. we're gonna get ourselves 
uh, we're going to build our stack a little bit by winning a couple of these in 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 really kind of deepening this roster that was so thin that yeah. you saw once the top tier talent started dropping off, whether it was you know suspensions or injuries, uh, they just couldn't compete. Yeah, they couldn't compete. So it's it was it's important for Monty Austin, for Dave Sears and crew to to add depth and add impact makers throughout the draft, something that this organization hasn't seen for far too long. They like they literally punt on day three uh, of the draft during the Steve Kime era. Right. You could literally turn your TV off. With all due respect, outside of a couple outliers like Marco Wilson and right. Chase Edmonds, they, they were worthless picks. They weren't worthless players, but the Cardinals just their hit rate was zero. It was unfortunate. And but that, you, that was looking at your bank account and saying, oh, I, I, need a, I need some money. Let me go buy a Mega Millions ticket right now. Right. And other franchises. And thinking that it's going to hit. Right. <laughs> other franchises find, you know, George Kittle in the fifth round right. and Brock Purdy in the seventh round. The Cardinals, are, rightfully so, are changing the philosophy of how they build their team. And does that include Zach Allen and right. Byron Murphy? I don't know. It was interesting. You, you, we were talking about Kittle. I guess the, the Broncos took Jake Butt out of Michigan over yeah. – George Kittle out of Iowa, yeah. and that's what kind of unfortunately sticks with Broncos fans of, you know, Gotta draft go misses. Yeah. Go Love the Hawkeye. Somebody was asking about a Hawkeye in the chat. Yeah. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, Aris says, uh, Van Ness, thoughts? Super chat, darn it. Yeah, Thank Luke, you, Aris. Uh, Van Ness. Uh, Lucas Van Ness. Yeah. He is... Um, I'm, I'm cool with him. I call him Luke. Okay, cool. Cool man, Luke. <laughs> Listen. Kirk Ferentz, they know how to run the football and they know how to play defense. They just can't score points. So as long as we're not talking any skill players or quarterbacks for Iowa, I'm good with that. Uh, but, I mean, they were in a lot of close games. They, they played a really good game against Illinois. And, and uh, yeah, he, he flashed every time I watched Iowa. I didn't watch them often because they were unwatchable. But uh, I'm, anxious, <laughs> I'm anxious to see him work out this week. I think that uh, certainly not somebody that you want to take in the top ten, but if you're talking about – you know, at the, the beginning of the second round. Again, that's, we talked about it yesterday's show, like that's why Jalen Carter was so appealing at three was you could house that impact defensive tackle and then feel good about the prospect of a D-end right. edge rusher at 34. He's part of that deep edge that's group. That's gone now. Yeah. Like, well, the, yeah. The Cardinals, I, I guess this is a question that we need to ask now. Assuming that you can't get an impact defensive tackle, and who knows, they, maybe they draft the kid from Clemson, he's fantastic, but you can't count on that. So they take an edge rusher, whomever it may be, or they trade down, they take a corner, whatever. Like, should the Cardinals go after, like, a Javon Hargraves in free agency now, knowing that they have a huge hole in their D? The D-line has no starters right now. With all due respect to Lecky Fotu, he's not a starting player. Rashad Lawrence, even Monty Ford and Gannon say yesterday, like, just, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. You lost J.J. Watt to mm -hmm. retirement, was your best front seven player last year, and now Zach Allen's a free agent. He's might get 50 60 million dollars right like do you just go and, and to, to gannon and say which d lineman do you want from philly yeah it's tough i mean you got hargrave who's a little bit older right yeah. he's in his 30s but he's still productive you gotta, super productive. You gotta feel the roster he, you keep i think telling he, me that he was making the the most money on that philadelphia eagles defense last year i think he made like around 17 million dollars yeah uh and he's going to command quite a bit of money on the on the open market i would assume um, that's tough for the Cardinals because they're gonna, like, where does he fit in long term? I mean, what what is it? Does he come in in the short term and say, "I'm going to help build this, and I want to put my stamp on this locker room with you, JG. I believe in you, JG. I, I want to help you." Or do you feel like, okay, we see this this crop of defensive interior defensive linemen, and it says, okay, we we got the scouting back background. We fear we 
feel like we could go out and draft a guy in the latter rounds. You can't count on that, though. I, well, I know, but to, to pay the premium that you would have to for a guy like like Hargrove, it would be, I, I don't know if that fits where they are right now as an organization. As much but as I, I think what do you, you do can then? help them win. What do you do then? I think you, you have to bet on hitting, hitting in the draft, de- developing that, guys. That would concern me almost to the point you're forcing picks at defensive tackle. Well, sure. Um, but there's, there's issues all over the field. Like, I, I just think that they are not in a position to spend big on that position. That I, I do not disagree with you. I think that 100% wholeheartedly up until this issue with Jalen Carter. And I, I, didn't, I wasn't banking on Carter mm-hmm. being the pick. But I felt like if he was there, he would have been the pick. So now it's like, what do you do? Uh, that's, a, that's a question for Monty Austin, Ford & Company. I have a question for all of you. What are you doing not on DraftKings Sportsbook right now? Get on it right now. I want to tell you why. Uh, old Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun, and he's making his debut tonight, so much so that our friends at DraftKings even have a countdown to tonight's game. You absolutely love to see it. It's in Charlotte. So you got to watch it on the tube unless you're in Charlotte. But... As we're joined by my uh, PHNX Bets counterpart, Shane Diefenbach, who literally lives on the DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> app. He's going to fill us in with what's going on. I was just just on the app. Um, right now, you can get Kevin Durant to score 15 points, 1-3, and the Suns to win boosted at plus 100 Ooh. Uh, for, for tonight. So, you sound yeah. excited about it. Take that. Oh, I took it. Okay. I just don't have a lot of energy. Uh, much like you guys, I'm dead inside right now. Um, but you guys are smiling and doing a good job. Thanks, bud. You're, you're doing, doing a great. You're doing a great job. You like that bet, Lawrence? I was gonna say, there's 15 points and a Suns win. 15 points, Suns win, and what? And, and one makes it makes one it three. rain from three. <coughs> Not bad. One three. That seems like yeah. a. I like that for plus money. Seems like you can cash that. I love plus money. Yeah. Oh man, the boosted props on DraftKings are it's insane. Better, way better than losing. Uh, <laughs> the, you can get scouting <laughs> combine odds, props. It's it's our exclusive uh, gambling partner, and we love them so much. Yeah. Uh, DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Get this. New customers can bet a mere five spot. Put a five spot on old Shano's plus one hundred boosted bet. Get two hundred uh, two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Five spot gets you two hundred right at DraftKings using promo code PHNX only at DraftKings. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This this Durant thing, man, it is it is unbelievable. Yet long time coming because I feel like he's been a son for a while now. We haven't seen him play yet. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's about time. Get out yeah. there, bro. That's back right. in July. Show I mean, up. we were talking right. about this. Yes. And, and it it came to fruition just uh, at the trade deadline. And yes. It's a new day for Suns fans, and, and the, those title aspirations are, are legit. Uh, what else is legit is I woke up this morning, or actually we, <laughs> we brought in, we turned the calendar page from February to March. Do yep. you know what that means? Pool season. March Madness. It's the most yeah. wonderful time of the year. As my friends at PHNX Sun Devils say all the time, turn me all the way up yep. for March Madness in the best way to absolutely just take advantage and have the best March possible is run your pool. Yeah, Run your pool. March Madness is coming. March is already here. And we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to give you the chance to compete in a bracket challenge. Yep. And you can find so many different variations of brackets on Run Your Pool. Whatever fits the best uh, your ideal bracket, they can do it for you. They can deliver. Fill out picks for all 63 teams in the tournament. 68 teams in the tournament, yep. I believe. Uh, we need to fire our copy guy. And get points for each pick you get right. 
Like, we got a Cinderella team in here. I mean, Sun Devils are on the bubble, right? Uh, They're getting in. Yeah. Drake University, the Bulldogs. You like oh. Drake? I have All right. friends that went there. Nice. Okay. My okay. Uh, Illinois State Redbirds have the longest uh, drought uh, in the Missouri Valley, dating back to 1997. So oh, are wow. they? Are they even? No, they're they're horrific. Yeah, don't so watch them. That that's not a Cinderella team either. So we failed you as far as picking out some Cinderella potentials. But look, you can get uh, prizes for competing against us. How about you can get three to hundred dollar cash prize. You can get the seventy-five dollar uh, PHNX locker gift card. Oh wow! You can get a hundred fifty dollar cash prize, or you can just get third place fifty bucks, and it's free to play. It's free money. Yeah. I love you can that. do whatever you want. You can take that money, turn around, put it in the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Ooh. and then double that. Yeah. Hey Doesn't that sound like fun? I like Double that. it and then double it again. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a win-win-win. Yeah. And those, those don't exist a lot these days. They so we've not. just created a, a quadruple win. Uh, the Cardinals would like to win games. Yeah. I would like to see them win games. We asked... Uh, Jonathan Gannon yesterday. How are you going to win more games at home? What I are you haven't even do to told you. That? Like you got to go to runyourpool.com/phnx and don't forget to put, get your picks in. I knew you if, meant at, it. You know, selection Sunday is right around the corner, so got to get your brackets. We'll tell you when they're live. We're live. Right, we're live right now. Phnx. We're live right now. <laughs> and the NFL Combine 2023. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, hanging out with all of you. We appreciate you guys hopping on an early show today. I think we're going to be early the rest of this week. You yeah, are. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how, but we're going to try. We're going to try. Producer Lawrence is yeah. going to take care of us for the rest of the week. We are so excited yeah. about the prospects taking the field in Indianapolis tomorrow and the rest of the week. Is there a prospect that you, you're excited to watch? Maybe not necessarily for the Cardinals, but just in general. Well, I, I mean, this is stupid, and it's chalk, but I, Will Anderson, I want to continue to see. I want Will Anderson to force the Arizona Cardinals if they are in the entertaining the idea of Tyree Wilson. To change that. Yeah. Like, meet with him, blow them away, yep. and then get on the field. And he's working out. And kick ass. He's working out. I love the guys. I love the competitors, the, the draft prospects that go out and they participate in the, in the combine. It sounds so stupid. I'm going to say it anyway. Cardinal fans, I believe, will be more forgiving if they take Will Anderson mm -hmm. and he busts and Tyree Wilson's a superstar. No one's going to say, yeah, you're an idiot. You didn't take Tyree Wilson. Yeah. But if you take Tyree Wilson and he's terrible or he underwhelms, he's Solomon Thomas, and you pass on Will Anderson, that's a horrific, horrific move for the Arizona Cardinals. Like, if assuming Will Anderson is what he is at Alabama, which is an absolute recce machine. Yeah. So I just, it, nothing's done yet. But again, we'd be foolish and, and holding information if we didn't tell you that we're here in Tyree Wilson has momentum to be the first non-quarterback drafted. Yeah. And that's not just to the Cardinals, by the way. That could be to the Bears. That could be to another team if the Cardinals trade down. There's, there's just there's I don't want <laughs> producer Lawrence who's on with our friends at CHGO, uh, staunchly opposed to it. Welcome to our life. Yeah. yeah. You know, actually, there was a good question about Tyree Wilson earlier I want to get to. Okay. Uh, first, Aris asked, you know, he said, any good edge rushers ever come from the Big 12? Honest question. But then Tanner Morris followed this up. He said, Still think the Big 12 style of office makes it hard for an edge rusher to put up stats. Oh. How many true pass rush opportunities does he get per game? Big 12 is all screens and RPOs. Yeah. Well, and you could that you could double down and say how many uh, edge rushers from Alabama have come under Nick Saban and, and kicked ass in the NFL. The tackles have. Yeah. Linebackers have. Safeties have. But true, name like a true edge rusher. He's developed into a pro bowler. At yeah, the Saban, NFL level, you, you suck. Saban. Yeah, he probably should just quit, retire, <laughs> save, save some safe face. Yeah, he, probably, he doesn't give two shits about you know. He wants him to do well at the NFL level, but he's trying to win natties. And yeah, Will Anderson 
should have been the Heisman finalist. I agree with Trevor. 17 and a half sacks last year. Unbelievable. And meanwhile, picking spreads through three, two bucks said, Thanks for taking a shot at my Hawkeyes, Johnny. My sister and her husband went to Iowa, so I can talk I, shit about them. I matriculated through the University of Iowa. I didn't graduate from the University <laughs> of Iowa, but I uh, spent some time. Kirk Ferentz, man, he's, he's cashing checks for longer than Cliff Kingsbury, man. Yeah. He, he's got that lifetime gig there. Uh, How do you get that? He just needs to get rid of that Brian Ferentz. I don't know who, if he's related or not. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. He's terrible. The Nepo baby. <laughs> then they finally get a quarterback, though? Then the uh, portal gift yeah, them the one? Dude from Michigan, right? McCarthy? J.J. McCarthy? No. Right? That's, no, that not that's, him. If that's really what no, it McCarthy's is. No, McCarthy's still with Michigan. It's the. Did they get someone from Michigan? Cade, Mc, uh, Cade McNown? I remember no, him no. in the 80s. Huh? McNamara. Bees in the chat. Von Miller was a big 12 guy when Texas A&M was, was there. It's a good pull. Von Miller's tape, though, was insane. Yeah. His explosiveness was insane. A lot of people want to compare Von Miller and Will Anderson Jr., and I like Will Anderson. He's not the pro. Von Miller was unbelievable. And his burst, like nobody in this draft has that burst off the edge. But I, I'm looking for silver linings with Tyree Wilson. Like, literally, he's walking around here. He's a mountain of a man. He's a huge human being. He, he, he will look the part for the Arizona Cardinals. But the, the problem is the Cardinals have too many players like that. In Isaiah Simmons and company, there I did it. I talked about yeah, Isaiah you had Simmons. To. Iron Man streak. But the Cardinals suck. Slandering Isaiah In their front Simmons. seven, they can't stop the run. They can't pressure the quarterback. Like, at the end of the day, like, measurables are great, but I, how are you the football player, you know? And if you're not great at the collegiate level and I have to talk myself into you, you're going to be a better pro player than a college player. I don't want to do that at pick three. I want a sure thing at pick yeah. three. He is not a That's sure thing. That's what the pain and suffering was about. You, right. You want it more of a sure thing instead of like, hey, let's, like, Tweener. when I rank things, it's like I, I want him to either take Will Anderson at third overall. Yeah. Trade down, yep, and then far below that, take a guy like Tyree Wilson. That's exactly, now, am my I gonna, order. Am I gonna eat my words on that? Potentially, like he has the skill set, the size. We can. Our opinions can change. Your opinions can change yeah. during draft season. I was, as you many of you know, I was staunchly against taking Kyler Murray, not because of Kyler, but I was like, you gotta let Rosen ride this out. And then we got further into the draft process, and it's like, shit, you better take Kyler Murray. Right. Like that. That makes sense, and it was the right decision. Yeah, we'll see what what uh, you know. We're not gonna get. The benefit of seeing Wilson work out. He's still coming off the it's foot injury. Not, I know. He's hurt. He's not, we're not even working gonna, out. We're not going to see him until his pro day. Yeah. When, you know, probably things are going to be perfect in Lubbock. And I don't know if that's possible, but things are going to be pretty solid set up for him to be successful in his pro day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. But, I, Lawrence, we had another uh, super chat, I believe. And there was about the offensive line. Or was that just in the chat? Uh, let's see about the offensive line. Let me Have we been seeing any? It was just defensive linemen and and pretty much linebackers oh, yeah. well, today. This from Pedro. This is about any wide receiver possibly yeah, yeah. on the radar for the Cardinals. Hey, you know what? I it's the first year. I'm I'm like, just take a beat on the wideout because <laughs> here's the thing. I think it goes back dating back to 2000. When did they draft Christian Kirk? 2018. Since the 2018, the Cardinals have used a first or a second round pick on a wideout every year. Oof. And how many elite wideouts do they have? Uh, one, and they're trading him away. So I think the, the philosophy of this new uh, organization, the new people here are, yeah, we like wideouts, but we're done spending at least right now premium picks on them. Um, when Time drafted 10 
wide receivers in his tenure. He was so bad at it. And he had one 1,000-yard receiving season. Let's out count them out. So you had Christian Kirk in 2018, went in the second round. In 2019, you had Andy Isabella, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not even counting Hakeem Butler and Keyshawn Johnson in this. In 2020, you traded a second for DeAndre Hopkins. In 2021, you took Rondell Moore in the second round. And in 2022, you traded a first-round pick for Hollywood Brown. <laughs> and you won four games this year. Right. So they're going to try the something different, I think. ever. What's it? <laughs> that is not a great sporkle quiz. I, at so all. I want. Here's what I want. Yeah. I want a wideout on day three that pops off that overproduces for where he's drafted. Can give me Dave Sears. Give me Amon Ron St. Brown. Did you draft him, Dave Sears, while you were in Detroit? Do that again, please. Get somebody like that where it's like, hell yeah, we have we had two fours today. Yeah. D draft a wideout that's over six foot, please. That can come here and help out. Yeah. What uh, at an SMU? A pretty impressive player, I yeah. think. Uh, with Drew Terrell reportedly joining the the staff from, uh, you know, he played started Stanford. Stanford's yeah. got a great late round, you know, wide receiver option for the Arizona Cardinals. And then like they're not going to add like a big time playmaker. You see like the DJ Sharks out there. Uh, maybe Dave Sears likes what he saw from Shark in one season in, in Detroit. Does he become an option for the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, still relatively young, just over 26. Um, when healthy, can be very productive. I think that that's probably the guy that you would be kind of seeking out. I, I would be shocked beyond belief if they take a wide out before day three. That's oh, my sure, opinion. yeah, and that's fine. Uh, I, I agree with that. What's their What's their receiving core depth chart? Yeah, so come, come next. I'm asking you, come next fall, what do you think it's going to be? It's Marquise Hollywood Brown. It's Rondell Moore, and then me. <laughs> Johnny Venerable. <laughs> He's scrappy, folks. I am. Uh, You're just going to roll the slot. I think it's Trey McBride, Zach Ertz, Hollywood Brown, maybe Greg Dortch, and Rondell Moore is hanging out somewhere. That's, that's, that's your skill. That's your weaponry. And maybe Jameer Gibbs. That would be cool. Somebody was asking about the offensive line, and we, we'd only gotten to the defensive line portion today of the interviews, and then they start, everybody starts working out. But we did see some pretty impressive offensive line talent in, uh, in Mobile when we were down there at the, at the Senior Bowl of Cyrus Torrance out of Florida probably. Yeah. Uh, we'll see where he goes. I mean, he could, he could be projected anywhere from, like, in the teens to, you know, late first round. Uh, and then you've got the guys at, at the center position. I think it would be great for the Arizona Cardinals to, to draft a center like uh, John Michael Schmitz. Um, fantastic start at Minnesota. He was uh, the top center in college football. And then you got guys, more kind of fun prospects like a, like a Chance Mock. Yeah. Uh, the toothless wonder out of North Dakota State. Call him Chance? What, Cody? Cody, sorry. Cody. Cody. I don't know why. Oh, I mean, I, I kind of like the nickname. Yeah. Chance. Give him a chance. Yeah. Co Cody round, Chance Mock, round. yeah. Yep. Uh, the Cardinals line of scrimmage play, not good. Right. Uh, so this that's where they need to So if you get Cody in like a day three, yeah. I kind of like it. And then you you, you compete with guys like um, like Marquise Hayes, who didn't start at all or didn't play at all last year for the Cardinals, came out of Oklahoma. And then uh, Lucita Smith, who saw some time. Uh, for the Arizona Cardinals and, and compete for for those spots and hopefully draft and develop some guys that are going to be able to protect Kyler Murray down the line. Develop? What's that word? Uh, I'll tell you another word I love. Go to gophnx.com. Become a diehard today. We've got so many fun events coming up that you're going to get exclusive access to discounts on the PHNX Merchandise Locker. We just dropped a fire new Suns t-shirt. Uh, go check it out right now. Uh, Suns gearing up for Kevin Durant's debut. You gear up at gophnx.com, the PHNX Merchandise Locker. And then check out the work of our PHNX beat reporter, Howard Balzer. Slam that promo code H 
H-O-W-A-R-D. I had to think about how to spell Howard real quick here because that's the kind of day it is. But uh, we're having a great day. You should here. call him by the right name. Yeah. Howie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm making up first names for prospects here. That's the, It's I used Wednesday. I nickname. I think that was great. <laughs> I liked it. Cody, take a chance mock. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's. I think that's it. You have to talk about more furniture. Real I I always well I I just want to talk about more yeah. furniture. Uh, more furniture. Is, I can't wait to end our time here in Indianapolis. Return home so I can plop down on a more furniture couch. Uh, the lounger we have that's a doorbuster right now that you can get under five hundred bucks. It's the same lounge chair that we have in our uh, offices at PHNX Studios where we watch our games and it's they're unreal. Yeah. They really are unbelievable. But if you're looking to kind of you know. Deck out your house, your living room, your dining room, your kids' room, your bedroom. More Furniture is the place to do it. Go to morfurniture.com. Morefurniture.com. You can get deals there. You can chat to anybody right now. Any questions you have, they've got custom furniture. You don't want to miss out on anything that More Furniture is dishing out right now. You can also check them out, 44th Street McDowell. I'm glad we don't have More Furniture with us right now. And, and hear me out on this. If I had a more furniture piece of furniture, I would be asleep right now. That, yeah. So I'm on these chairs right now by hook or by crooks, you know, staying. These could be the most uncomfortable chairs. Yeah, staying, staying engaged. That anybody's ever produced. They work in a different way, whereas more, more furniture works for you. Yeah, they do. Uh, we're working for you, with you, uh, here with PHNX, PHNX Cardinals, all week live from Indianapolis at the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine. We're excited to bring you continued coverage uh, here the next two days. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Like and subscribe. Leave us five-star wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to PHNX Cardinals, PHNX Sports on YouTube. Suns game tonight, baby. Check it out with PHNX Suns. They go live at 5 p.m. ahead of Kevin Durant's debut. I'll be watching. Will you? We'll see you tomorrow.